Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on. Beautiful, sunny, ah, more really more overcast Southern California. Um. Okay, let's let, let's let's do this. Uh, so Tim Tebow is going to sign, or has signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a year contract. Right. So Tim Tebow now. Just so you you understand, the one-year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars is you have to be under contract to go to camp. Okay? Um, you have to find it. There, there'll be a... There'll be somebody, and I've already seen it on Twitter, where you're like, oh, well, how come Kaepernick's not in the league? You know, Tim Tebow took a knee. That's what you'll get. 
um, which is cool because it's a really, really easy conversation to have with people that have any sort of brains in their, um, in their skull. Um, for the record, Colin Kaepernick, the last time he was a good quarterback in the NFL was 2013. John, what year is it right now? It would be 2021. Okay. So um, if we go back and look at um, 2013 NFL leaders, NFL leaders, um, just so we're aware, Kaepernick had a good year that year. The uh, leaders for player stats for the on the offensive side of the football were the likes of a Peyton Manning. You know, he, had, he threw 55 touchdown passes that year. 55. By the way, the passer rating leader that year was Nick Foles. But that one. Uh, the passer with the best uh, interception percentage, with the fewest interceptions, was Josh McCown. I bring it up because, you know, I'm bringing up people that are no longer in the National Football League. And, yeah, that's generally the way it works. You know, so if you look back, uh, Colin Kaepernick was 10th in pass rating that year behind Nick Foles, who's a backup, Peyton Manning, Josh McCown, Philip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Tony Romo, Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, so half of them have been retired and several others will retire in the next couple of years. Cap was very good in 2013. In 2014, not nearly as good. 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, he had some fumbles as well. People start to figure out that if you make him roll to his left. After that, he lost his starting position. And one of the reasons he lost his starting position was he just wasn't a good leader. Matter of fact, the protests that he led were really the first kinds of leadership he'd ever truly shown that people could get behind. Go back and read the articles. Like, I didn't write them. I didn't print them up. Everybody who covered the team, he was just weird and aloof and quiet. And then all of a sudden, he started kind of this silent protest that picked up, and now it's become a huge thing several times over. I, I like, you know, correlating arguments. I really do. I, I, I really, really like when people do use a congruent argument. The same argument for one is good for the next. But please do don't try and compare Tim Tebow praying after scoring a touchdown by going on to a knee called Tebowing and protesting the playing of our national anthem by going to a knee. Those two, and by the way, that wasn't what he originally was doing. He just wouldn't get up. That was the thing. Like, I'm not even going to get up. And then Nate Boyer's like, dude, if you just take a knee, nobody will bother you with it. And of course, they still bother him. But the point is that he was protesting the national anthem. Tim Tebow wasn't protesting anything. He was just kneeling in prayer. Secondly, no one's ever argued, argued that I know that Tim Tebow is a good quarterback. He's coming back at a different position and one where he's making the league's minimum and he hasn't made the team. Part of the untold story of Kaepernick is not just the fact that he didn't lead the team to wins. They were bad. They were a misfit organization by the end. Jim Tomsula couldn't coach at all. Then he, uh, then he had Chip Kelly. That obviously didn't work. Like None of these things kind of worked to help him. And they couldn't win games. Not his fault they won one in 10, but let's not act like quarterback. That win-loss record is in some way reflected on the quarterback, but he has one in this league. Forget about the fact he last took a snap over five years ago, and let's remember the fact that he wasn't seen as a good leader, and maybe he's broken through that. But here's the biggest thing. Tebow is willing to take nothing, change positions to just play football. None of that has been the case with, with Colin Kaepernick. You know, when they offered him that, whatever, that showcase workout on their, you know, on a team's facility, he, he balked at the last second and didn't want to do it. That's, I don't want to play football. And he also doesn't necessarily want to lead this movement, which he's very much the biggest part of. I'm not saying he hasn't donated a lot of money. He has. I'd even I'd even admit he's brought a lot of attention to something which I think we knew was a problem, was an issue, but it's been much more poignant 
on some level because of his protest and kind of the fact that he's become a martyr for it. I would also say that the video of others is even bigger than Colin Kaepernick, right? The video tells whatever story we want to see from the video and we make our determination. And so many of these things have gone to trial. Tim Tebow wasn't disrespectful. He was intentionally disrespectful because he was trying to bring attention to what he saw as a bigger problem. Now, excuse me, Colin Kaepernick. I said Tebow. Colin Kaepernick wasn't disrespectful. He was intentionally disrespectful because he wanted big attention to something he considered a bigger problem than simply celebrating the national anthem. That, that's what he wanted to do. Tim Tebow didn't protest anything. And no one's ever compared the two in terms of skill at a quarterback, but we would also admit that while Tim Tebow lost his job in Denver and could never get a job back, the same was really true for Kaepernick. He lost his job the year after the, at the end of the, the year after he won the, went, went to the Super Bowl and was in one play of the Super Bowl. And then he got some of it back because of injury and dysfunction ahead of him. If he was good enough to be in the NFL, if he wanted to be in the NFL, if he wanted to sacrifice ego and make nothing and not be seen, I'm sure somebody would take a run at him. The problem with, with Kaepernick is it's not signing him, it's cutting him. It's not signing him, it's cutting him. Remember, teams haven't talked to him, haven't seen him work out, haven't, any, haven't even thought of Colin Kaepernick. And yet, Jacksonville Jaguars, coached by his old college coach in the place of the country where he grew up, he signed to play tight end, which is a position he hasn't played, to just simply try out and give it a go. That's different than teams around the league. He's not showing up at anybody's door for free. Whether he can throw or can't throw, he can read a defense, can't read a defense, whether he can play or still or can't play, doesn't matter. If Colin Kaepernick truly wanted to be in the league, he'd be in the league right now. As a third string or backup quarterback, just being a great teammate, being a good guy, being about everybody else. That's not who he is. Not about everybody else. Discover matches all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of the place in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Yes, Jaguars are planning to sign tight end Tim Tebow, one-year deal per Tom Pelissero and Ian Rapport. The deal could be official next week or so. Judy Batista, very clear. Urban Meyer believes Tim Tebow will be a good influence in the locker room as he seeks to change the culture in Jacksonville. But first, Tim Tebow has to make the team. They need a pass-catching tight end, but he's a long shot. You need to put yourself out there as a non-guaranteed pass-catching tight end when you have not played that position, you haven't played football in a couple years. That's bold. And if Kaepernick wants to be a quarterback, he doesn't have to play tight end. He has to play quarterback, but he'll have to show up at somebody's camp making no money. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. I forgot to mail you about this song, uh, John, which you know. No one actually knows the words. <laughs> I can't I can't get them right now. I'm listening to it. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, this is cool. Dodgers uh, started hot, winning 13 of the first 15 games, but they've hit a rough patch. They've lost 15 of the last 20. There's one game over 500. They lost five straight series. This is Trevor Bauer, who, of course, signed as a free agent this offseason after losing to the Angels on Sunday. I'm pissed, personally. I freaking hate losing. I want to win. That's why I came here. Uh, this is just not, I mean, we're not playing up to our capability right now, so I'm mad. I'm not going to speak on behalf of anybody else. It's early, and you can say it's early, and you can say no need to panic, and you can say all these things, and all true. But at the end of the day, like, we're not just going to roll the bats and balls out there and win baseball games. We're not just going to sleepwalk our way to winning another division title and you know, going to the World Series again. And that's not how it works, you know? It's, you got to go out there and beat someone every day. And if you have to be good at it, you need to be better. You know, Bauer's a guy who signed a three-year, $102 million deal. His agent, Rachel Luba, who, of course, she's, uh, she's a former UCLA gymnast. She's young. She has a couple of big-name clients. He's obviously the biggest name of them. But um, it, it's, it's interesting. Like, he keeps making mistakes. And um, I, I, I think that she's doing a bad job of managing him. That's what I honestly think. Like, here's the problem. Of course you want to win. Everybody wants to win. Ramos, have the Dodgers been winning in the last decade? In the last decade, yes, they have. To the tune of what? What do you mean to the tune of like how many games? Uh-huh. A year? Every yes. season? Probably at least 90, 90 games. Um, okay, but they've won their division, what, like seven oh, times? Oh, yeah, 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 like seven or eight times they've won the National League West champion, yes. Okay, so look, I like Trevor Bauer, Okay. I like that he speaks his mind sometimes on things that are correct. Some things, things, uh, but when you're talking about your team and saying, I want to win, like everybody wants to win, but you just got here. 
It's a classic mistake in a new place when you walk into an environment, especially one that's been doing well, even one that's doing poorly and they're trying to change the culture. Like you don't start going like, I know the way I'm the guy like that doesn't go over well. Doesn't go over well at all. So I, I, I think that's part of it. I also think there's just the reality to they're down a pitcher. They have a, issues with the closer. Their bullpen's a little bit of a mess, but they've also they've lost a ton of one-run games. And anybody who follows baseball knows or believes that one-run games, right, one-run games, usually even out by the end of the year. And they've been losing one-run game after one-run game after one-run game. And that's, that, that's called bad luck. That's why when you look at baseball standings, People in baseball will say, well, look at their um, look at their run differential. That's how you know how good they actually are. The Dodgers run differentials plus 32. The Padres and Giants are ahead of them in the standings are plus 19 and plus 27. The, the idea is eventually water will find its level and they'll start winning these games. That's the theory. I just... I don't love the idea that Trevor Bauer just got here. No matter how good a pitcher he is, he's only here for three years. It's not like he signed a lifetime time contract with the Dodgers. I'm a Dodger for life. I want to win, and I want to win now. He's like, no, he's a mercenary. He came to make a bunch of money, trying to win some games. Okay, hit a rough patch. You know who shouldn't be in front of the microphone talking about how bad he wants to win? The guy who's pitched like three games for the Dodgers. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Wow, Kenny Maine is leaving ESPN. He just tweeted this out. I'm leaving ESPN, salary cap casualty, thanks to the opportunity to Vince Story and Al Jaffe. And uh, I'll miss the people. I'll miss the vending machine set up by the old Van Pelt joint. We had everything. Hashtag into the great wide open. Wow. Kenny was enjoyable dude, man. Enjoyable dude. Interesting stuff. Uh, Ken Rosenthal is an absolute legend, iconic figure in Major League Baseball, has a great podcast out, which I download and listen to. Why? Because I just don't have the bandwidth to watch every baseball game. Ken does. So I listened to it this morning. I was like, I got to get him on. So much stuff going on in baseball. Ken Rosenthal joined us, Fox MLB baseball reporter. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Ken, how are you? Doug, I'm well. First of all, you're too kind. And uh, I don't have that much bandwidth either. I just do my best. <laughs> no, it's it's awesome. It's you know, I, I just tell people to go and, and download it. It's it's fantastic. Let me start with Albert Pujols. Okay, so sure. I, I read the Bob Nightingale story, but there was some missing pieces, missing elements to it, which I just didn't understand. Obviously, he still thinks he can play. They scratched him for the lineup uh, after being told that he was going to play, and then he went he went crazy. Um, and went off on Joe Madden, his new manager, and so much so that they they DFA'd him, right? Okay, but w- what really happened? H- how did it really... Because it's one thing to end a 10-year relationship at the end of a bad contract. I, I get it. But it's another thing to... No celebration, unceremonious, just just like a Monday, like, hey, he's done. Never seen, never seen or heard from again. What really happened? Doug, actually, that's a really good question. I'm not sure what really happened, but the point you make is valid. So if you remember when Ichiro retired, that was an orchestrated deal. It was in Japan. The Mariners were opening the season there. He plays the first game, then the second game, they take him out in the eighth inning. The crowd salutes him, and he retires. When A-Rod retired, A-Rod, not the most revered figure in Major League history, yeah. But the Yankees and him combined on a way to do it. and It was like three days. Five, I was in New York. I'm sorry to interrupt. It was like three right. days in advance, right? They're like, hey, it was, yeah, it was like, it was Sunday's, like Sunday's the last time you're going to see A-Rod, right? right? And they gave him a couple days, notice. and then that was the last we saw him. That's right. They gave notice, and then they announced that he'd be part of the organization in a front office role. This clearly was different. So what we can definitely surmise is that playing time was an issue. Now, whether they was yelling back and forth or whether it was respectful, it's ultimately inconsequential. He wants to play, and he wanted to play more than they were playing him from at least what the Angels said. Therefore, they felt, well, we've got Otani at CH most days. We've got Jared Walsh. We want to play at first base. Better defender and better hitter right now than Albert Pujols. It's not going to work out. 
That is the Angels' version of it. Albert has not given his version of it. And all I can figure out is that there was some kind of tension there surrounding his playing time. All that's understandable. Again, and and he wants to play, and I don't like. I love Tony Russo. Like, man, I'd love to see him keep playing. Do you want him? Like, now nah, we don't really need him. Um, <laughs> you know. So, um, and I think everybody respects what he's done in his baseball player. Like, still to go from, hey, I want to play. Okay, you're going to have to DFA me and pay me on this contract to play for a minimum somewhere else, right? It's the only way it it, it works on anybody's books. But still, I don't know if it was his decision or their decision. That's a, that's an interesting question. And again, until we hear from him, and probably we'll never know the exact truth. Maybe not right away. But where this all came from, the Angels say it came from them. That they determined it just wasn't going to work, and that's entirely possible. But I have felt in the beginning that his role in this there had to be some role. We just don't know what it is exactly. And again, that's kind of the enduring mystery here. Um, help me out with the Dodgers. Like, I get that it's one-run games, and baseball guys will tell you eventually water finds its level. They'll turn those things around. But they've lost five series in a row. You know, now Dusty May's out for the year. Trevor Bowers, he didn't say anything that bombastic. Just, I want to win. I just think you just got to the club. I don't know if you're the guy supposed to be saying, saying these things. How do you fix the Dodgers? Well, health is certainly one issue. And their bullpen is decimated. And they're running guys out there now that a lot of people, I'm sure, have never even heard of. So that's one thing. It's not just Dustin May. It's Consolin. It's Gratterall. It's a host of pitchers, even Caleb Ferguson, going back to the beginning of the season. So that's one thing. Now, offensively, clearly they have not performed to capabilities. And, yes, it's true Bellinger's been out. And Zach McKinsey, who gave them an early boost, has been out. But... They're better than this offensively. So that I expect to kind of self-correct. And actually, I expect the whole thing to self-correct in time. But right now, they're just kind of in a rut. And it happens in baseball. We know that it happens in baseball. But, again, when you're talking about the loss of, in the bullpen alone, Knable, David Price, Gratterall, Alexander, May, Gonzalez, Ferguson, a ton of guys. And this great pitching depth that we all held them for, well, it, it disappeared quickly. So I do expect it to turn around. And frankly, I'm not sure the Giants are that good. I'm not sure the Padres are that good. They're still the best team. But yes, at some point, they've got to play like it. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What's changed with the Mets with the change in ownership? Clearly, they were more aggressive this offseason in the way they went about their acquisition. And not only did they signed some big-ticket items. Lindor, the biggest, of course, was a, that was a trade and then a signing, and they signed James McCann as a free agent, Trevor May as a reliever. They also supplemented themselves in a way that they hadn't in previous years from a depth standpoint. Pilar and VR and some of the other players that they've added and that they actually retained just gave them a better core going forward. So we haven't even seen Carlos Carrasco yet. We haven't seen Noah Syndergaard, who's still recovering from Tommy John surgery. We haven't seen Seth Lugo, who has been their best reliever. But they've been able to build the best record in the NL East, a very competitive division, largely because they're getting contributions from a lot of different places. Yeah, it's 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 really really uh, fascinating. Um, equally fascinating is uh, is this Braves team. I mean, like, look, I would, it's interesting, you had on your podcast, I think it was today, right? You had the worst contracts in baseball. Now, what, what people do when they say worst contracts is they always look at, like, the Pujols deal and how much he's making in his production. I actually take this other sinister view and look at, uh, look at uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., who uh, is a so great player. <laughs> right, but his contract yeah. is maybe the worst in the sport because he's going to be set at $17 million at its peak like for like 10 years. <laughs> and the guy's a $40, $50 million player. Um, take take me to, to, to the Braves. Um, well, the Braves all, are... Huh? Well, I was going to say, first of all, Doug, the question that I was asked was, what's the worst contract relative to poor return? So that's why I answered it the way I did. I talked about Miguel Cabrera. You can also talk about Chris Davis. Acuna, as you point out correctly, is the worst contract in another way in that it is undervalued. Now, that team 
is another team that I expect to play better, and they're actually starting to play a little bit better. They just signed Shane Green as well. They needed right-handed relief help. That should help them not right away. He's going to go to Triple-A Gwinnett and then get himself back in shape. Freddie Freeman, better last night, better over the weekend. He's going to hit. We know that. Azuna is going to do the same. Acuna, thank goodness, he survived that hit-by-pitch the other night, and it was just a contusion on his left pinky finger and nothing more. I still think that they're going, to, they're going to be the best team in the division. They've had a lot of injuries, too. Max Schweed was out for a bit. They're still without Soroka. So that's a tough division. The Phillies are probably a little bit better than I thought, though not flawless. The Nationals are kind of trying to find their way, and the Mets are good, and again, not flawless either. So I still see the Braves as the class of it, though it's certainly not a lock by any stretch of the imagination. How's the uh, Nolan Arenado thing worked out in St. Louis so far? Good. He's played well. They're doing okay. They have had a little bit of a rocky run early on, but of late they've played really well. You saw a great start from Wayne Wright yesterday, and Arenado's a great player, and he is going to perform there. They've got him and Goldschmidt on the corners. Their young outfield is starting to play better. And that's what they've envisioned forever. They've been waiting for these guys. I'm talking about Bader and O'Neill, and now the rookie Dylan Carlson. Starting pitching depth is still going to be somewhat of a question, but they right now look probably like the best team in that division. Ken Rosenthal joining us, and will be on Fox. Also writes for the Athletic. Got a great podcast. If you like baseball, that's one of the ones, if not the one, you should download on a daily basis. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. You grew up where? Um, Long Island. Okay. So who was your guy? Like, my dad grew up uh, in the Bronx and in Long Island. He was a big baseball fan. We loved Strawberry Gooden. But Randy Myers gave me a baseball at a Dodger game one time, and I became like this Randy Myers fan. Uh, who was your – but that, none of them were my favorite players growing up. Who was your favorite player growing up? Big question, Doug. I don't know that I had one. I remember when I was a real young, young child, Ron Swoboda, 69 Mets. He became my favorite. But I don't know that I had one, say, as a teenager or in those years. I don't recall having a particular favorite. I liked everyone. You know, I liked the game. I yep. liked watching certain guys. But I don't know that anyone stood out over anyone else. Okay. Well, one of mine, uh, when I was right about middle school, was Jim Abbott, right? one-handed, rookie of the year, and then he went on with the Yankees and pitched a no-hitter. And I remember when no-hitters were a big thing, right? Like a no-hitter. There's been four no-hitters already this year. It's like we've diminished the, oh, it's a no-hitter. Oh, it's nice. It's almost, the no-hitter in baseball is almost like, you ever been to Kohl's? There's always a sale on Kohl's to the point where it's like, nothing's really on sale. That's just really, you know, or you get those coupons. Like, oh, it doesn't really matter anymore because everything's on sale. How do we get here with no-hitters? Well, pitching in general is dominant, and it's dominant in a number of different ways. If you look at the batting average right now, I believe the league batting average is 234. It's the lowest it's ever been. It's extended over a full season. The strikeout rate has risen, I believe, 14 straight years. So pitching is dominant, and it's a real struggle for hitters. Shifts play into that as well. Basically, the game is tilted toward the pitcher right now. So... Baseball is looking at some things to kind of maybe balance it out, but they have to worry about unintended consequences or change they might make, too. And it's a complicated equation. But if you watch the games, they're too heavily focused or too heavily determined by the three true outcomes, which are strikeouts, walks, and home runs. Right. There's not enough action. So in my view, what has to happen, there has to be more contact, there has to be less an emphasis on velocity. I've got a story coming out tomorrow about the Acuna hit by pitch that touches on that. And we have to get to a point where you're watching guys hitting the ball, running around the field, showing their athleticism. Not just pitchers showing their athleticism, but players throughout the sport in a greater sense. Now, I know a lot of fans say, don't fix the game, nothing's wrong. But guess what? There is something wrong. And other sports change when it is tilted one way or the other. We've seen the NBA, we've seen the NFL, they all institute rules to accommodate or make more offense. Baseball needs to do the same. Yeah, I, I guess the probably the easiest way 
is to move the fences back? Is that is that too? I mean, obviously they tried to deaden the baseball, which they've obviously livened it up. That's you know, not going to the, moving the fences back would not correct the swing and miss issue. That's the biggest issue. That there's not enough contact. Yes, yeah, for for people who don't know, over one third of the time. The ball never touches anybody other than the pitcher, the hitter, or the catcher, right? Uh, it's either strikeout, walk, or home run. Over one-third of the at-bats. And so, if you're watching highlights, you're like, oh, my God, another strikeout. Oh, my God, another home run. But when you watch in the park, it's really boring because there's not the rallies. You know, everybody killed the bunt. Like, yeah, the bunt can be kind of interesting. That can be, you know, just putting together a rally, put the rally caps on. So, why don't you think if you move the fences back, the home run, it'd be hard to hit a home run. Wouldn't that... Wouldn't that make it more opportune to hit singles and doubles? In theory, yes, I guess it would. And the hitters would have to cut down their swings. But I don't know that eliminating the home run or reducing the home run as an industry-wide initiative is a great idea. I'm pretty sure that would not be met with open arms, to say the least. But there are ways, and they've talked, this is a radical suggestion, about moving the mound back, reducing the impact of velocity. They've talked about limiting the number of pitchers on a staff, so each of those pitchers have to pitch more, theoretically. That would limit the all-out max effort that you see right now because they'd have to preserve themselves. There are things, and the spanning of the shift is another one that's much more controversial. There has expanding to be a combination, of the a combination of solutions. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the, the shift deal was you draw a line down the middle of the field and you just couldn't cross over the line if you were on you the right side. Yeah. You could certainly do that. And you know what? NBA outlawed the zone defense, right? Well, you could do that in baseball effectively in the same kind of way. Now, I don't know if you can keep fielders off the out, infielders off the outfield grass. That's more problematic, more difficult to enforce. But could you draw a line down the middle? You can certainly do that to infielders on each side. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Ken Rosenthal. Ken, great stuff as always. Thank you so much for joining us and love your work as always. Thanks, Doug. Take care. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Yeah. Hold on, wait for it. I mean, so what movie do you think of when you hear this, Gavin? Uh, Thor. Thor. God okay. of Thunder. Yeah. What about you, Ramos? I think of, I believe, I think of, uh, was it Max? Mad Max. Uh, uh, the, I think the, of Varsity Blues. This okay, part. Yeah. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Right. Crank it up. Remember they went to the strip club, strip, strip club the night before? Right? Do you remember that? They go to the strip club the night before, and they come out, it's like dawn. Is that with uh, James Vandebrook? Was that Varsity Blues? James Vandebrook from... Uh, Vandebrook? Is that his Vanderbeek, name? right? Vanderbeek, Vanderbeek, whatever it was. James something. Yeah. 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 You ruined my perfect season, Billy Bob! <laughs> 1999. God, that movie's old. Still good though. Still good. That's a good one. James Vanderbeek, John Voigt played the played the coach, right? Uh, Bud Kilmer. Paul Walker was in the movie. Paul Walker was the uh, was the quarterback before that got hurt before James Vanderbeek took over. Ron Lester, Scott Kahn. Who did the uh, the whipped cream? Who was who did the whipped cream? What was the actress's name who did the, the whipped cream? I'm trying to think what was her name, man. Uh, Ari, uh, Ali Larder. That's it. She played Darcy Sears. Remember, James Vanderbeek becomes the quarterback, so then he gets to date or could have dated Ali Larder. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? Uh, Magic Johnson over the weekend said we don't appreciate Russell Westbrook enough. This was Skip, Skip Bayless's response. Magic is the ultimate winner to me. Mm-hmm. I know he's quote-unquote point guard. I, I don't know. He's six feet nine. He just won a lot of basketball yeah. games because he was born with the, the ability and capacity to know how to win a game. How do you get this game home as the leader on the floor right. of the basketball team? Whatever you want to call it, point forward or whatever. He was a point guard. Make it all the right yeah. plays. Every right, right play time. at the right time. What did Magic always call it? Winning time. Yes. Last four or five minutes of a tight game, what has to get done to get you home? But Magic knew how to win in ways Russ has never gotten it through his head how to win. There's some gene that you're born with that is the winning gene, and Russ doesn't have it. But I loved what Magic said because he's stepping back saying, we we need to appreciate him even more than we we do, and I got it. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... 
everybody, I think people appreciate Russell Westbrook. Just he's not the best point guard in the league now. He hasn't been the best. I don't think he's ever truly been the best point guard in the league, even when he was the league's MVP. Now, is he a point guard? Is he a lead guard? And what's the difference between two? Like point guard is more what Chris Paul does. And I was watching Chris Paul last night. They didn't win, but you know the first seven minutes of a game, he's just letting everybody touch it, letting everybody feel good about it. We know at the end of a game, Chris Paul is going to try and take over and win a game, figure out a way to 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 solve the puzzle. And by the way, Magic Magic was a weird one, right? Because he could not shoot threes at all. He had that push shot until the end of his before he contracted HIV. He started shooting in the thirties, but he was a great free throw shooter. Russell was a very good free throw shooter. He's gotten worse over time. We're, this is a, the sport has changed and it's about efficiency now, right? It's about being efficient and he's an inefficient player. He just is like, if you go all in on statistics, he's the best player in the league because no one's averaged a triple double since Oscar Robertson. And now he's averaging a triple double again. And this will be the fourth time in like the last six years he'll do so. But there's something behind those stats which are just empty. And that's kind of what Skip's getting to, which is like, yeah, is he a winning player? I don't want to say he's a loser because I would much prefer like they traded for John Wall. I would much prefer Russell Westbrook to John Wall. I don't think he's nearly as competitive defensively as his reputation would lead you to believe. You know, making faces and occasionally making a great play. There have been plenty of games which he takes off defensively. I think the assists, a lot of them... I mean, we have some very, very loose definition of what a pass that leads directly to a basket are. And I don't actually care if my my point guard rebounds. Don't care. You know, don't care. If his man goes to the boards and he's guarding a guard, well, then he should be leaking out to get a layup. Otherwise, he should be out to get an outlet pass. So I look at this thing and I think, I, I don't, I don't understand. What, what do we need to recognize? We recognize him a lot of, you know, no, everyone knows that he's the guy that puts up the dribble doubles. Would you rather have him than Chris Paul? No. Would you rather have him than the scoring guards, the Damian Lillard or Steph Curry? No. Would you rather have him than Jason Kidd? No. Would you rather have him than John Stockton? No. Steve Nash? No. Um, you know, there's a little of, there's a little Lamar Jackson to him a little bit in that he's just such a freak athlete, but the things that it takes to win, you got to be able to make shots and make good decisions. And he's obviously not somebody who's the easiest to play with. And, and look, Paul George was only there a year, right? Is that right? Was Paul George only there a year? Or was there two years? One year. There a year. One yeah. Year. And so a lot of times that adjustment, in the one year is hard. And as, mu- as much as he recruited Paul George to make that thing happen, we do see a pattern there where he goes to Houston. And look, he wanted to work hard in Houston, and James Harden did not. He wanted to work with KD, and it did not. Both were hard workers. They were not boys. There is something to the... He's not bad to deal with, but he's not, like, great to deal with. And the best of the best point guards, usually they make everybody better, and guys swear by them, especially early on. Like, you know, the Chris Paul thing can run its course a couple years in. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he stinks or that he shouldn't be recognized for his accomplishments. He should be. But I mean, chasing stats means nothing to me. Zero. Zero. He's not an elite passer. He's definitely not an elite shooter. He's an incredible athlete, but he's also, if you look at his finishing stats, not a great finisher. He just shoots and handles and competes a lot. And they've done a nice job turning around the season. I just, I, I can't sit here and tell you that I think he's one of the all-time great point guards simply because the stats point to something that is missing in terms of the win-loss column. I actually, on some level, agree with, with Skip. What does the fuck say? Magic Johnson said we show highlights. Go, go keep it that, yeah, we show highlights. It's how many points somebody had, how far they can shoot in the court. Russell Westbrook is neither one of those things. He gets those triple doubles, but you don't see him on highlights. Magic, do you not watch highlights? First, <laughs> Ma- Magic just says things. You're like, Oy, oh, God. Oh, God. Of course you see Russell Westbrook on highlights. We'll ask Russell, uh, excuse me, we'll ask Ryan Hollins 
about Russell Westbrook. UCLA guys usually have UCLA, the UCLA guys' backs. That, that'll happen. Plus, I think that the Lakers' win last night and the Suns' loss last night were equally huge. I, I think the Suns want no part of the Lakers in the playoffs. But maybe I'm wrong. We'll ask Ryan Hollins. He joins us next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 